Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 217 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. You are here with Lee. That's Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hi. Yeah. And you are joined by Mr. Macwine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt's there's suddenly got no face. Yeah, um, uh, there's definitely something wrong with the cable from my uh, webcam because I assume it's just done the same thing as it did last time and I'll need to unplug it and plug it back in again. Nah, fuck it. So I'm like, just going to leave it. This is an audio podcast and they can't see our faces. Uh, so, as I said, Lucky episode then. number 217. Um, we are Fret Talk. It's, I mean, we, we're getting on now, aren't we? Like, that's almost like five years of podcasting. It's, it's long, long thing. Are we famous um, yet? It's come and gone, I reckon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's uh let's start as we mean to go on anyway uh let's do some what have we been up to's and lee because you have not been on for a little while it's your turn well last week i was on so i didn't do anything and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no i'm not no, allowed to weren't. do jokes like that no that was two weeks ago all <laughs> oh, right yeah, yeah it was full moon um no, I, I meant on as in, like, Lady on, but... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, abort mission, abort mission. <laughs> it's going to be one of those ones. It possibly will be. Uh, just as a kind of a precursor to any of this, the thoughts and opinions and terrible jokes and just off-humour of Lee is all Lee. It has nothing to do with Fret Talk. We hold no responsibility for him. Oh, so, so carry on, Lee. Carry on. Well, that clicking you can hear. It's my old bones. <laughs> that clicking is uh, a pedal that arrived a couple of days ago. Um, and I've not actually had a chance to plug it in yet. But mm-hmm. what's special about this, other than the tones I'm sure are amazing, is the fact that it's 3D printed. You can hear. That's me running my finger over the 3D printedness. So um, what's really cool is uh, this is from a company called Black, Black Cat Designs. Uh, this is the Lion Distortion. They do a bunch of different ones. Um, um, but yeah, the idea is um, to keep it... I don't know. Is 3D printing environmentally friendly? I mean, it's less waste, isn't it, than like machining out parts? Mm. Especially if you use recycled plastic. I think a lot of the plastic you get in 3D printing is recycled. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's um, one of the cool things about it is you can make it in the shape that you want. So this is a dual pedal, and on the face of it, guys, would you say that looks pretty big? Yeah, it looks bigger than a standard pedal. Yeah. Well, that's a mini pedal next to it. Ah, so, right, it's, okay. so it's like two mini pedals? Yeah, basically, it's it's actually pretty tiny. Um, it's not as tall as a boss pedal. A boss pedal is usually about another um, third. I haven't got one to hand like I used to in my old house. Well, remember <laughs> that this is an audio podcast, so the, like, <laughs> yeah. your descriptions aren't going to help the uh, the viewer. I was thinking about your reactions, though, sir. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's actually a, a not the sort of size pedal that you would normally find. And that's cool because he can do these pedals in any sort of size. And, importantly, because it's plastic, he needs to make them so they're rigid. So 
you've got this angle here kind of like you would on like a, a 4p pedal where at the end of the pedal it the where yeah. the foot switches are that angles down at probably about a 36 degree angle if you can picture that <laughs> i'd say it's about 36 wouldn't you I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> why the six and not a five? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's really really good. Um, I like it. It's got three three way switch on one side, three uh, two way switch on the other side. So these are obviously different clipping methods. Yeah. And then um, you've got um, three knobs on one side. The knobs are three D printed as well. The only things that aren't three D printed on this are. The washers for the plastic washers for the jacks in, mm-hmm. and then all the metal stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, and the uh, same for the um, yeah for the, the DC barrel jack. Exactly. The only gripe I've got with the design, the only yeah. gripe I've got with the design is it's top mounted jacks, but yet side mounted barrel. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's enough space to have the the DC on the top, isn't there? By the looks of it, there is. I did mention it to him, um, and he said if he did that, he would have to make the pedal taller. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested in hearing the viewers' comments, um, uh, well, listeners' comments, because uh, for me, top-mounted jacks are, are a massive plus, um, and being able to put pedals upside, like really close to each other, is a massive plus as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having, having jacks on more than... Uh, it annoys me when expression jacks are on the side as well. So you have all these other jacks on the side, but if you want to use an expression, it goes on the side. I'll tell you what. Don't what... get me started on expression jacks that are also MIDI jacks. <laughs> tell you what, for, what for me is a big plus. Swiss, Swiss flag? Swiss flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> I mean, because you've met me. Um, so, so it, it's it's gonna happen. Um, but, yeah. but no, I agree. Like, I, I'm not necessarily a, a massive fan of top mounted jacks because I, um, I'm just not that neat. Um, no. <laughs> however, if you if you go in for it, don't half ass it. Do it all. I understand the logic behind it. So there is um there is another really important thing about these being 3D printed. And that means any colour combination you want, so long as he's got the plastics, you can have. So I've gone for the classic sort of coloration that you would have found in your old quasar games and I see you know, your old laser. Shit, mate, you... that is that is some deep, <laughs> deep like nineties UK cuts there, that isn't it? I mean it's a very Man. deep way of saying I've got it black and with a bit of green on it. Yeah. But um <laughs> we've got another one of these going to our um our as of yet secret new pod uh YouTube host. Indeed. And he has it in a marble colour with what colour were his knobs? I think they were um <laughs> That's a bit I think they were the same colour as the rest of his skin tone, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit darker at the end. <laughs> Purple. Uh... Okay now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's knobs. Yeah, yeah, red. So he went for red and and marble. Probably like which go, then. <laughs> you f- you think sounds horrible. See the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um it sounds like it should be horrible, but actually it looks pr- 
pretty damn good. Did he send you a picture of it? No, he he's not sent me a picture of his knobs. No, no, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, you. not yet. I uh, have yet to convince him. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Every day, send the bobs on the virgin. Every, <laughs> like every day in his inbox. <laughs> <laughs> what what's cool on this right is if you wanted the text to be one color the casing to be another and the knobs to be a different color you could have uh you could you could go crazy you could have a rainbow painted one for pride or something like that if you wanted to um I, whatever you can even choose the different colors of the leds so they the, yeah you can really have this customized to what you want if your band has a certain color or you you want it red white and blue because you're french or english or whatever you know? or like most nations like german yeah 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 mm. that's their that's their away colors <laughs> yeah yeah so you know it's um it, it's very customizable i can't wait to plug it in um our, our guy who has one already has plugged these in and he said it's absolutely amazing yeah can't wait to hear that and actually yeah. speaking of our new chap um in about two or three days time after this podcast releases will be his debut on pedal boards of doom so that's uh that's what worth mentioning mm. yeah debut debut Speaking of uh, debut or pedal boards of doom, uh, I released a video this week, didn't I, Lee? On pedal boards of doom. How's that a debut? Because why not? It's debuting this video. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So the the one that I've been talking about for quite a while, the um, Xander Cranium has finally, finally got the release. Um, so I got the, the Xander Cranium um, full demo on Pedal Boards of Doom. And as of tomorrow, uh, for us, like last week, you'll get the full no talkal tone as well. So a double whammy of Xander goodness. Um, and you really liked it, didn't you? you, you oh, I did. It, yeah. was, um, it was much more... Um, uh, you you weren't sure on something a little bit more. It's not really dad rock stuff that that Alex makes, is it? No, no, he's it, he's very much kind of like the nineties and two thousands in terms of like guitar tone, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins and that sort of thing, really. Yeah, kind of like alternative grunge, like even down to like kind of the the indian brit pop stuff as well like with the um the surplus i think like hit some of the demos that he's done has really aimed towards the kind of music that i just really don't play um, oh man i love that stuff <laughs> and I, I i was um a little bit apprehensive uh when i first got the pedals and thought oh like how am i gonna do these justice but then i thought i've just got to just got to dad rock it up, haven't I? Uh, and, and in fact, actually, it, this um, the cranium made me kind of step into a little bit of a time machine tone-wise um, and took me back to some of my earlier playing with kind of a bit more rocky metal stuff because we had a, uh, a Motorhead-style track um, kind of midway through. And we also got... <laughs> <laughs> we also got a little bit of a contentious copyright claim and I 
I am arguing the point that it is not close enough to be a copyright claim. It's definitely a pastiche, um, but it's not close enough to be a copyright claim, but we'll see how how that battle continues. Yeah, it's more chili chimpanzees, really, isn't it? The chili chimps, yeah, yeah. Rather than the... Uh, <laughs> well, you, you'll have to watch the video to, to, to tell me. So watch it and tell me if you think it sounds like the song it's supposed to. Enough. Yeah, because it, it definitely does. It, it's like you could definitely hear the inspiration, um, but I I would argue that there's enough notes and enough rhythm changed uh, to make it um, distinguishable. So something I've I've been working on, and I I think I can probably say this now because it's going to be coming out around the same sort of time. Um, is something for work. I've been um, having to help design some playing styles that are in the um, in the fashion of some of my favourite bands. Okay, yeah. And then you know what my favourite band is. So I'm not going to go into detail too much detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I've been having arguments with my colleagues. Like, no, no, you just don't get it. <laughs> Not you just, use enough. Yeah, so I've been listening to this band the majority of my life, which which is actually maybe true. Uh, and they're like, "Yes, but I've studied how to study music." And I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> I've been a right brat about it. <laughs> I, I might I might do that on one of my demos coming up. I might do like just a bad muse pastiche. Just to it's not even funny, mate. What? <laughs> just to see how uh how how much you can get get on your nerves mm. uh, i sent i sent um i sent you guys a picture of that uh red and marble um version of the um the, the black cat devices um line distortion um matt i see you've seen it what do you think I mean, it looks fine. Like <laughs> it looks fine. I, it, I, I it's mean, like so different to that, though, isn't it? It's almost like inverted to that. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it just it it looks pretty cool. But like, I don't know. I don't know what I'd go for. But I'd rather hear what it sounds like than. I'm, I'm not too fussed about what my paddles look like because most of the time they're on the floor in a dark room. Yeah, glow in the yeah. dark is is what we're after. <laughs> I've got something coming soon that's going in the dark. What is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a hoodie. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not going to help you on your pedal board. Um, it is pedal related. Oh, is it? Is it like a pedal hoodie? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's not like a pedal board, but you put like it on your body. It's it's a it's a hoodie from a pedal like a company. wearable pedal board. It's a fetish. It's just it's just crazy enough that it might work. <laughs> like have like three or four pedals like kind of strapped to you whilst you've got your guitar on and you could just slap them as you're like playing. And you, want the, yeah. you put them on your back and then you just lean against the wall when you need to turn them off. <laughs> my, my the bassist over. I've got a friend called uh, Matt Peter Fry in uh, Australia. He's... Um, he runs a channel, a YouTube channel called Pedo, uh, Pedal, Pedo, Pedal Picassos. <laughs> you've got to be really careful what you say, haven't you? <laughs> um, oh my God, I've got the, the closed captions on on there. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know what I just said. I've got a fair idea. Anyway, 
he he kitted out his garage uh, to be his YouTube studio, and what he did is he put this uh, like uh, carpet up on the walls to soundproofing, and then he realised that it stuck perfectly with Velcro. So now he's been sticking his pedals to the wall just right wherever he wants, and it's just <laughs> scattered all over. It looks wicked. Genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. I'm down with that. Mm. So uh, I reckon, Matt, Matt, what you been up to? What are we saying? Um, I mean, like, I suppose we spoke about the nightmare of setting up last weekend. <laughs> we did um, somewhat, yeah. And I did the gig, and actually the gig went really well. The sound, with, with people in there, yeah. Uh, the sound was actually pretty good. Um, obviously, we were, you know, not running off in her in-house power, um, so it was a bit of a pain in the ass. But you know, it worked. Um, it was a really good gig, actually. People were always a bit concerned when they said, "Oh yeah, can you play from like half seven? And I'm like, mm, "Are they going to be drunk enough?" But apparently, they, the wedding was at twelve, and they'd been in the venue drinking ever since. So <laughs> yes, they, the answer was yes, they were yes. drunk enough. People were up and dancing for the first number, which is all you kind of want, and. We ended up actually playing, like, we normally do two sets of about an hour and 15, and I think our second set was near an hour and 45, because people were just screaming for more, and we kind of, we had some stuff. We had some stuff that we kind of had left out of the set list that we could just about remember, so we just threw that in. I mean, by that point in the uh, in the set, you can make a few bomb notes, <laughs> can't you? Yeah, by, by like half ten when you... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, you start, it was, it's yeah, when but, you start playing the songs you've already played at the beginning of the gig again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we always try and avoid that, but I, uh, there's been a couple of times, especially with a newer band, where people like who've not been around um, for the first part of the first set, like they're screaming for us to play things, and we're just, oh, do you know what? We'll do it again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well. I remember we were um, gigging around the time that Sex on Fire came out, and we we added it to the set. And, oh my God, I got so annoyed playing that song because it's all oh, everyone wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still all anyone wants to hear. Like, the amount of times we've dropped that from the set list and just had to play it because people won't shut up. <laughs> um, just, yeah, it like, it it's not even written down on our set list half the time and we end up having to play it because people scream for it. It's still, people are obsessed with that song. And I like, just, yeah. Like I, the modern I mean, day Freebird. Yeah, it is, but like, I, like I don't, I don't even have to play the this the stupid out of time intro riff or any of that nonsense. I'm literally just doing the the reggae feel kind of um, rhythm part that's in the background. That just mm. you know upstrokes. That's just yeah, and I, I I just get so bored of hearing the words. The song's not very complicated when you're just playing that bit. So there's there's nothing to think about. Like at least the other guys have got to think about staying in time. Because they're coming in on like the end of three, rather yeah. than like I haven't got any. I'm literally just playing upstrokes on the beat. So it's just, oh, just. What was the I other, other song that they did? Was it something yourself? Like use use, use somebody use somebody. Yeah, we used to do that as well. Um, and uh, what was the band? Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, of course. Yeah, because I I used to really like Kings of Leon, and then. And the album came out. Yeah, and yeah. it fucking did my head. Yeah, I was the same. Like I, things like the bucket and um, Molly's uh, chamber on call. Molly, Molly's chambers, mm. like all of that stuff. I really actually enjoyed. And then just the overplaying of Sex on Fire. Sex on Fire was all right as a song for the first two listens. But the problem <laughs> was those first two listens were about. 40 minutes apart and then it just didn't get stopped playing on radio or 
TV yeah. or just anywhere for the next five years. What are the new songs that are like that then? Because I haven't gigged in a covers band or anything like that for, for a long no, we don't time. Do, like, I've, let me think. I've done one song that's released since 2020, and that was... The weekend. Um, I can't even remember what the song's called now. I can't I, feel my face when I'm no, with you. No, it's not that one. It's um, uh, uh, blind, uh, blinded by blinding the light. lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even blinding know what lights. Is. I think it's called. Um, um, what about yeah. uh, like um, Ollie Murs and Bruno Mars and other people with the same sort of syllable yeah, names? Yeah, no. You see, like the only reason we threw that in was to try and keep the young crowd around when they're about mm. like. Trying to think. Oh, the other band has just put um, "Cake by the Ocean" by is it D D Dance or DNCE or something? I don't know. Um, that was like 2018, so that's fairly modern. But again, like <laughs> fairly modern. It's like getting on for five year old now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I haven't heard of any of these songs. I'm so out of touch. I mean, I, I'm I'm so far out of like these songs that are, are people basically went, "Oh, we should do this," and I'm like, "Okay, uh, who's that by? What is that?" Um, okay, I'll go and have a look. At, I'll go and have a listen and see if I think I can do it. Is that, like, a, is that an artist? Is that a band? Yeah, no, that's I mean, a the song title. The what? The the one with the the, the weekend song um, literally has no guitar in it, and I'm just using yeah. like uh, the like the octave um, reverb setting from the Hall of Fame to like mimic the synth line an octave higher than the synth player. You know what would be good for that, don't you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the £5,000 synth pedal, or you could just, you know, <laughs> put a bit of reverb on and use the use the modulated set. <laughs> yeah, by, um, by that point in the set, no one cares. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I, I really need to go and listen to some new music. No, you, don't, you, you, just, you, you really yeah. don't. Like, yeah, you're not missing out on much, mate. Um, yeah, if you if you listen to stuff in the charts, there's just nothing that is interesting. Like I've actually, what like I suppose if we talk about what I've actually been doing is I've for the last couple of weeks I've been watching quite a lot of Rick Beato on YouTube. He's so good, isn't he? I I, I just I'd never really look, listened to any of his stuff or watched any of his stuff. I just kind of wasn't into it. And then like a couple of the. Um, what makes it this song's great just kind of had come on when I wasn't like I was either working or I was doing something and I wasn't flicking through and I was actually getting really invested into it and then just kind of flicked through and like he does like he'll do a rundown of the current top 10 every like on on Spotify or iTunes or whatever every now and again and like he he he's always going on about how the fact that like he has to make a point when somebody doesn't use something that is from one, yeah. four, one, five, one, six, six. Four. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, mm. yeah, it, it, if if somebody uses anything like that, or they use like half diminished chords, or if they like like a four minor yeah, and stuff, he, could, yeah, he gets like, really excited, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, and he's just like, oh my god, this is completely different to the other nine tracks on this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 oh man, it's it's so depressing, isn't it? it it's like they've decided how, uh, this is how you make a cake. And every cake is going to be like this yeah. from now on. Yeah, and that's it. It, it, it. The problem is record industries have gone right. We know that this sells. Yeah, this is safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this is safe. Uh, somebody will come up with a hook for the melody line over the top of it, and these four chords are good. So let's just every song can be that. Um, this this drum beat is good. Um, if 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 they've had a couple of decent hits in the past, we might let the drummer do a fill here and there, but that's 
bit risky so let's just let's let's put that on the back burner for the next album and mm. yeah and like and the, the only the bands biggest, that are allowed thing. i was gonna say the only bands that are allowed to do things are, are bands with proven like um fan bases like iron maiden and stuff like that and it's but yeah, even well, I, they know like what we've been doing for the last 30 40 years work so well, this album's gonna be the same as the last one yeah, well, like, they, so I watched another video that was just, it had come on after one of these. It was like, they looked at um, how many rock albums were in the UK top 10 best-selling albums of the year. Um, and they basically defined rock albums of the album had to have three tracks or more with a distorted electric guitar on it. And they went through from 1964 to current day. And it was like, it was an average of four in the 60s, like seven in the 70s, seven in the 80s. Oh, sorry, it dropped a little bit early 80s and then picked back up. 90s, it was up there. And then since 2010, there's been like three albums for the entire of the, like, the last 10 years. And it's, it's, it was like the Foo Fighters yeah, and Arctic well. Monkeys. And yeah, it's just like bands that were around who, who kind of made their name in the 2000s who yeah. have had one top 10 album in the last, like, yeah, 10, 10 years. It's just, yeah, like, rock music is just not what people are listening to anymore. No. Shit, man. We, we yeah. are old. <laughs> rock rock or, or metal or, or just both in, in to, like, together? Yeah, just like I say, the, their definition was anything with a distorted electric guitar, so metal would have been in there as well. But, like, metal hasn't really been mainstream enough to get like top 10 albums since the early 90s really in the uk anyway mm. yeah oh yeah the uk has been shit for music for a long long time like in terms of mainstream i remember growing up in school and it was all fucking spice scales and take that and shit it's just ah oh, yeah bad times man but like even those uh those artists like they were like like generic manufactured pop but the chords were spicy yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what though? I um, I what? Wow, what's his name? Graham um, Graham Coxon from Blur. Blur. I I met him once, and I I turned around to him and said, "Dude, I gotta say thank you because when I was growing up, it was stuff like what you were doing, including pretty much everything you were doing." That gave mm-hmm. me a release from um, all the shit that I was growing up around, uh, and because there wasn't anything else, and it was the fact that you were so good to get in the charts and these sort of things that I, I was able to like find you and Oasis and these sort of things that gave me an escape from from all this sort of bullshit. Because I grew up on my dad's music, which was all fifties and sixties stuff. So these were proper artists. These were the Buddy Hollies, the Roy Orbison, the Elvises, and these sort of things, and. Obviously, I wanted to find my own music, but I just couldn't, couldn't get into the Spice Girls and shit like that because it was just, it, it was just something so shit about it, and, and that's yeah. a technical term. Uh, and he's he, funny enough, he turned around and said to me, it was exactly the same for him growing up in the eighties, and it was bands. I think he said like the like the um the american bands like the pixies and stuff like that that gave him that same release from all the madonnas and stuff like that that was coming out and the duran durans oh, i hate duran duran it's just it's so sickly sweetened it's like a spice girls rock do you know what i mean it's oh 
So, um, yeah, so he, he said it was the same for him. So I just wonder if we're looking at it from our own very own niche perspectives, but the people who are, are like growing up in the 2000s and they're getting all these, like, I know I use Oli Murs again as an example because it's just a name I know. I don't even know and couldn't name a song. But there'll be bands that were coming out in, in those times that gave these other people release, like like the Arctic Monkeys or whatever. Yes, and that's that's my take on it. <laughs> yes, you put the world to rights. Does anyone want the well, soapbox? I mean, <laughs> it, it's getting it's all getting very old man shouts at cloud, isn't it? Yeah, and and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but if that cloud that's... wasn't fucking there, we might have some decent music. <laughs> I I I think that's that's kind of the point I'm saying is um it's it's not just unique for us. It was the same for. For Graham Coxon in the eighties, it was the same, and it's the same for people now who are like we're, we're in, you know, we're in twenty twenty one, man. It's yeah. it's crazy. The nineties so, was five years ago. You can't <laughs> convince me otherwise. <laughs> oh, when you see these posts saying like people talking about how good the sixties is, is you talking about how good the nineties was now? <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. And like when they go, oh, this song is 25 years old. And you're like, fuck off. That you, was out three years to hear ago. Don Jones, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, like uh, Enrique Iglesias. So like, fucking Muse song comes on. You're like, <laughs> fuck, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's essentially that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, we digress. I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, we should probably do a bit of news because mm. you know news. Um, we've got we've got a bit. We'll start off with giving you, yes, you listener, you a free orange amp. Oh my! Thank you. Indeed, each and every one of you can get yourself a free orange amp. Sim, you like Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, you get an amp, you get an amp. Right, I, I saw this on the on Tinterwebs today. Uh, IK Multimedia are giving away a amp sim for the Jewel Terror, uh, which is a pretty effing popular, um, now discontinued, is it? No. Um, 30 watt lunchbox heads. It was, like, the, the original Tidy Terror was... The one that started it all, weren't it? Um, and the Jewel Terror obviously took took that and ran with it. Uh, so it's like a thirty watt, um, two stage preamp, um, lunchbox style head. It's got two channels: the fat channel um, and the tiny Terror channel. Uh, I, I assume when I started playing guitar, I probably was the tiny Terror channel. Now I'm definitely the fat channel. Um, <laughs> so he's. It goes through the it goes through the decade. Um, so fat channels uh, like a bit warmer, sounding a bit thicker, sounding than the tidy terror is just classic orange. The classic orange sounds, which I mean, is something that it, it, it's a sound, isn't it? It's definitely is, is that like the brown sound, but no, it, it's it's, it's not. It's not Eddie's sound. It's Terry's sound. But is it Terry's? Oh, it's not Terry's. It's mine. All right. uh, that was niche oh as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah, very, very <laughs> British, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Said, like Dawn French, though. Okay. <laughs> Let me just kind of <laughs> cycle for this role. Uh, no. Uh, so, 
IK Multimedia, they're, they're giving this away. Uh, basically, what you need to do is you need to go on uh, the website, um, create an account, and sign up to their newsletter. Uh, and then you can get it through Amplitude 5 uh, as a free um, free add-on. Because I assume Amplitude 5 has got um, like the free mode for it as well, much like the, the other ones have. Uh, so, yeah, go, go get yourself some free Orange Amp. Um, this is coming off the back of um, the free Black Star that we we told you about last week as well. Ooh. Sorry, not Black Star, Black Sun quotes. <laughs> no, it um, definitely was a Black Star though. But, yeah. but, but the sun is a star, isn't it? But yeah, sound like Chris Barton there. <laughs> no God. <laughs> oh Here's a window. Would you like to jump for it? <laughs> See, um, delete, delete podcast. Just, <laughs> no, not, not just that's this where episode, we end the channel. Like, yeah. it. Gone forever. <laughs> Sound like Chris Martin there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the day the podcast died. Uh, so yeah, oh, that, that's a thing. Uh, it's available until October the thirty first. So you've got plenty of time uh, after this releases. Um, but don't blame me if you miss out. Have we talked? Have we spoken about those amplitude pedals? Uh, yes, yes, because they're kind of coming into shops now, aren't they? And they're a bit. What weren't they called? Like that? Some it was like something X series, wasn't it? It was like very, very early two thousands. Yeah. Um, but yes, we have reported on them, and well done for mentioning that. Actually, they are they're kind of reaching shops now and if anyone's wondering what i thought about them it's uh yeah well there you go yeah. that was that was slightly more polite than what me and adam said <laughs> it, it was yeah you, you and who sorry <laughs> oops you and who, who is this chap uh <laughs> you speak of uh, right um <laughs> our next bit of news is i mean you mentioned the uh, of the the RK multimedia um, pedals, this this is this is another one of those that might have you rolling your eyes so so with such fervor that it's audible. Um, Epiphone are releasing another guitar. This guitar happens to be a Joe Bonamassa signature, <laughs> and it's That's, a Joe. My eyes are dry. <laughs> it's a it's a Joe Bonamassa signature Les Paul, believe it or oh, not. For fuck's sake! It's not even a funky guitar. It's just a Les Paul. Yeah, look the 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 uh, Firebird Les one Paul that they bought a out. Shitty fucking headstock. I mean, the, the, the new headstock's not as bad, is it? Yeah, the Kalamazoo one is. I like it. Um, so this is the Epiphone Joe Bonamassa Lazarus, uh, based on a 1959, which was essentially bastardized uh so it was in very very poor condition and then was refinished in red uh so they <laughs> they just look badly oh, refinished this guitar's this. crap let's paint it and make it better uh, yeah essentially it was one of those and then when joe bonamassa like found it it was like a, essentially a husk of of the guitar it originally was so he, quote unquote, painstakingly restored it, um, and you Painted know that Joe again. Bonamassa. Pardon? Did he paint it again? He yeah, I, it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I assume he got someone to do it for him. I I don't think Joe Bonamassa does all his 
refinishing work. Um, but yeah, so he he had it restored to original, and Joe Bonamassa, being Joe Bonamassa, um, used as many kind of uh, original parts as he could. So, like his um, fifty nine Lazarus is a a decent example of a uh, of a fifty nine Les Paul, and they've modelled this this Epiphone on that. So let's uh let's see what we've got so far we've got um a gibson burst booker pickup so you've got a burst booker three in the bridge and a two in the neck uh it's got cts pots in it and uh mallory caps which oh, i've never heard of mallory caps but they mention them so um yeah. i assume they assume they're all right yeah uh, and it's 50s wired as well so it's it's kind of period correct I I was ready to hate this. I was ready to go, oh, another Joe Bonamassa Les Paul. Get in the bin. However... What's it, what's it called? Sorry, Lazarus. Lazarus. Indeed. So I, I was ready. I was ready to hate. I was ready to spew the, the just vicious hatred on it. However, this is an £800... Um, Epiphone Les Paul, and it's specced up pretty, pretty damn well. Um, the track record for the the previous Joe Bonamassa signatures see them holding their value and even going up because they are in limited runs and they tend to be pretty good guitars. Um, and even if you take that out of the equation, eight hundred quid for like. Uh, a Les Paul looking Les Paul so it's it's got all the binding on it the headstock's not perfect but it's not as bad as the old Epiphone ones um, with Gibson pickups and, and decent kind of electronics I think I think it's actually a pretty good deal yeah, no because like I say it's got the wrong word written on the headstock so the resale value is no, the resale um, value no. is, is going to be they're, they're high yeah, it's going to be uh, decent. Yeah. Uh, it has got Bonamassa Nerdville uh, CA. Yeah, but there's on only the so many 45-year-old virgins out there. <laughs> Man, listen, it's got Bonamassa Nerdville CA written on the hard case. Yeah. Nice. But, nice. Yeah, but Ugh. Just I mean, like... the fact that it comes with a hard case is... is... Yeah, okay, okay. So it comes with a hard case that I could buy for, I don't know... 80 quid 50, if I want 50 an quid Ep- on Ali, Alibaba. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like an Epiphone branded one is like 80 or 90 quid. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So we've got a 400 quid guitar with... Uh, okay, yeah. With a, a Grumpy Man signature on it. So and even it if you take It probably actually his... doesn't have the Grumpy Man signature. It probably has a transfer. What, Les Paul? It does have a Les Paul signature. Yeah, but again, that's a transfer. Um, so t- take away that. Like take away the fact that he's got his signature on. You've got uh, possibly 150 quid's worth of pickups in there because they are the Gibson Burst Bookers. You've got perhaps another, like if you if you're buying like a 50s wiring harness, another 100 quid maybe. So that's that's bought it up to 600 quid already with a hard case. And yeah. I mean, you you you're talking pretty much up there in terms of the, the, the cost wise anyway yeah maybe I just I, I I would never look at 
ep- that price Epiphone. I just wouldn't like. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's probably it's probably me, but I'm if it, if a guitar has Epiphone on the headstock and it's over five hundred quid, I wouldn't even bother taking it off the wall if I was looking at it in a shop. I would um, spend that much. Yeah, I mean that's um, a fair. That's a fair. It's, it's, that is a fair. It's, it's just like the, the Mexican guitars. If it goes over seven fifty, then I'm not picking it off the wall. Like it's it's just I don't know why I've picked those arbitrary numbers, but like that's the numbers that are in my head. And even then, like you say, I, the most I've ever spent on an Epiphone was three four nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I, it was a good guitar. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved my Epiphone Explorer, but like I would I uh, would I spend nine hundred quid on a guitar that felt broadly similar but had better hardware? Probably not. I think at this price range, Fender has much more to offer. Yeah, but he, yeah, I, d- I don't know. The, are the player the series stuff still in there, or, or are they well, not even? I'm thinking about the the old Japanese guitars. Uh, you can get so know, much money stuff. with them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. second hand, absolutely. But like brand new, but this is brand new, so we can't we can't yeah, compare. I, like brand new, like think you, about Reverend it. It's, are it's, outside it's, this bracket now, aren't they? Reverend are over a grand now. You're yeah, buying yeah, they're, a they're brand new. Yeah. You're buying a brand new guitar, which is a copy of someone else's guitar that's really old. So it might as well be a brand new secondhand guitar. You know, do you know what I mean? I bet it's got like wearing as well and stuff like oh, that. So know, no, it's no, Epiphone, it won't have wearing because it'll be it won't be nitro. So the wearing would just be like big, massive chips. That's true. Yeah. Do you know what really does get me with these is the um, when they say flame maple veneer top, they're now grading. Yeah, the, the, the veneers. veneers. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it's quadruple A flame, isn't it? I know. Yeah, and it doesn't. The flame on it doesn't even look that great. I mean, it's, the, it's not even book matched. The finish is is nice. It's uh, it's like a a faded burst, isn't it? It's like a stripe. Um, it's a. Yeah, it's like a tiger stripe. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at what's available in the Gibson catalog for that price point, it, you're getting nowhere near. Um, yeah, I'd still go for a, a studio over this. Uh, studio. Yeah, the studio is a thirteen hundred quid. Yeah, are they? Yeah, Bloody hell. Yeah, the studio six hundred quid. Do the studios still come with the four ninety uh, T and R? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, they did the last time I looked at them. But um, the only the only Gibson I could see, um, sorry, the only Les Gibson Les Paul that I could see that was under a grand was the special tribute, yeah, which is a flat top, um, white or wine red, like uncovered humbuckers. You know, it looks like a cheap. Yeah, it Gibson. looks cheap. Yeah, it looks cheap. Um, whereas this does look like if you take away the the Gibson snobbery, it looks yeah. it looks ten times better. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's it's a difficult one to say, but I think like comparably in the market that we are currently in, like you say, we've got you you're probably talking like the lower end reverends that you can get for this. You're probably talking kind of the mid. Uh, mid to upper tier like ESP and and like Schecter and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's comparable. It is comparable. 
Um, and the um, resale value on these, um, you, you're probably talking it's going to be a collector's piece going forward with it. So You, you can get an SE, um, uh, PRS SE, around that sort of price, um, yeah. which is going to be comparable. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, but it's not any better. And you, with the well, SEs, you, all, you always lose money on an SE. Yeah, I suppose so. It depends. If you went and got like a, a comparable SE that was like a a John Mayer SE, for instance, it's probably going to be a lot more money, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it will be. I don't know. The, fact, the, the Bernie Marstons um, held their value quite a lot and they were around this price, but that was like five years ago as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, right, let's, uh, let's hmm. move it on because we've got some more more news um this next news has got a dinosaur on it like possibly possibly my favorite news of the week my Um, son is obsessed with dinosaurs so i might keep this box and give it to him when he's older (laughs) nice um i mean that depends whether that obsession stays or you know uh but yeah this is the eventide eventide triceracorus um I listened to a few sound demos of this and it sounds really good. Um, so if you haven't guessed by the name, it is a tri-chorus. Um, so it has like three different chorus voicings within the one one sound. Um, I genuinely thought you were going to say then if you haven't guessed, the box has a triceratops on it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, the box does have a triceratops on it, yeah. Um, it's a, it's from the dot nine series, so it's based on algorithms that are in the uh, um, the H nine. But then, obviously, with all the controls available, so it's it's like boomer friendly. Um, it's tri stereo boomer uh, friendly. Bo- yes, boomer friendly. When you say boomer friendly, do you mean Matt friendly? Because I fucking hate menus. Yep, yep. I mean, it's it's an all encompassing term. Um, Shit so, the same. Shit the same as my uh, my mother in law says all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's based on a book brigade brigade style uh, circuit, but it's obviously digital because it's um it's one of the dot nine series, and they all are. Um, you've got like I say three chorus effects running concurrently that you can alter the depth on each of the three choruses individually so you can get some really weird off kilter chorus you can get like almost kind of off center wobble uh to your tone which is a bit crazy um you also got there's three different chorus modes so you've got chorus you've got vibrato and then you've got choral or chorale um which so it goes from kind of your standard almost like pedal style trichorus sound all the way through to kind of three dimensional um like dimension c kind of style chorus uh of the chorale end um you've also got there's um a, a dedicated switch foot switch that's called swirl and if you're not in the preset mode you stamp on that swirl switch and it essentially adds flanging on top of this, like, three-chorus yeah. 
but it's it's a you know you can adjust the swirl i think but it is a very it, it's not quite flanging yeah yeah but it, it's but it is yeah it adds <laughs> it's kind of flanging yeah. overtones isn't it uh, mm. so it's it's a massive massive modulation monster uh, but there's also there's there's modes in it that you can get that adds uh like a delay onto the tone as well mm-hmm. so, all the pedals they brought out so far have had like a, a delay circuit in them as well yeah so it like it is ultimate swiss army um chorus pedal if you wanted to go super super deep into the the chorus zone um i went to the yes yes the chorus <laughs> zone um <laughs> come on <laughs> come on uh, um so yeah it's like if you are super super into chorus and you want to get from kind of 80s chorus tones almost up to kind of leslie tones this this pretty much has got you covered so i have a dilemma with this pedal okay what is that dilemma i absolutely love the micro pitch okay yep so um it's 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 been a stayer on the board because it is so good it gives you that it's so different so very very different it can do chorus and tones but it does that sort of double guitar tone mm-hmm. it's just it's so good so so very very good um and i really love chorus uh, but this one seems like it does that sort of 80s um chorus sound and one of my favorite pedals ever is the boss c2 i've got an original boss c2 oh Oh, I've bought a DD3, an original long chip DD3. It's on its way. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, digression. Um, so yeah, I, I've I've got the DC2, and I was like, right, that's my that's my chorus. That's going to be my chorus forever. Then I got the uh, sorry, not DD3, the C2, and I was going, that's my chorus forever. Then I got the Dimension C Wazza, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, no, that this this is actually really really good. And when you put that in stereo, it's amazing. That stayed on the board for ages and ages and ages. Then the micro pitch came along and I'm like, okay, that does, I really like everything this does and it's got different presets. And now I'm, I'm, I'm getting one of these now. And now I'm like, when will it end? When will it end? (laughs) So yeah, my chorus journey, I've been satisfied with my chorus journey four times now. (laughs) This will be the fourth time. Um, and I, I'm I'm at the point where I love this. This sounds amazing from the demos I've heard, but the micro pitch is amazing as well. And I just don't know what to do. Honestly, I don't know what to do. Fight! Yeah, well, I can't have both of them on the board. There's just not room for two choruses on the board. Hmm. Bigger board. Well, <laughs> might. A pretty big board already, though. Bolt an extra, like, Ikea shelf onto the side of it. Or we are in Sweden. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had to write down the fact that you were satisfied four times there, because that, that sounds like a, <laughs> a podcast uh, episode title, I believe. <laughs> Funny fact for you, my nearest Ikea is the world's first Ikea. Yeah. 
Mm. And they have an IKEA museum. IKEA Prime. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the IKEA museum? A load of rotting meatballs, or mm-hmm. no? It, it pumps out <laughs> IKEA IKEA stores. That's where they they start off. Right. Okay. So like a like, almost like the Queen Alien in um, the Alien okay. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny because it's true um, yeah. yeah so that, that's my that's my thing the other thing is I'm not keen on the colour that much I, I loved the pedal I loved it it's got a triceratops on it and I loved that Hayden my, my son is going to absolutely adore it um, but the colour I'm not I'm not that keen on what do you think of the colour I like it uh, Green. I think my wife's going to like it my wife my wife um, my wife it's green I like I like it because dinosaurs are green, and this pedal's green. So are they? Are they? Dinosaurs are green. Yep. Pro- well, Prove to me that pedals tube screamers. Uh, it it might be a tube screamer. <gasps> Shit, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> oh man! So if this I is a chorus, really... surely it should be blue. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh damn! I really, really, really want that fucking transformer tube screamer. You want a transformer? That Transformer tube screamer. Yeah, I want Transformers. Of course I want Transformers. But in particular, that Transformer um, tube screamer. The Decepticon one. My oh. God, I want that so much. I mean, the the tube screaming would be an Autobot. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, little uh, little thing I did this week. Um, I, I, was, uh, I was hanging out with my brother over the weekend and um he was showing me some lego that he'd bought because he's a massive nerd um and he like i said to him oh have you seen that new um lego stratocaster looks well shit doesn't it is like uh uh i was gonna buy you that for christmas <laughs> fuck uh- <laughs> oh dear. yeah so sorry bro um, it it does look well shit though. So cancel order, cancel order, cancel order, <laughs> refund, refund, refund. That's it. Uh, I mean, if he buys it me out of spite, I'd be, I'd, I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look look out for them. They look horrendous. Um, yeah, the amp looks fun. wicked though. Yeah, the the amp looks really good, and it's got little little, little Lego tubes in the back. It does it. It does it. Yeah, it's really cool. I've um, got loads of Lego. I love it. I bought my wife um Lego Harry Potter thing for our wedding anniversary this year. My wife. She loved it. <laughs> um she she may very well do. Um <laughs> uh, we've got one last bit of news. We've got one last bit of news. Uh, and we we're coming up. Like almost perfectly on time again. This is this is freaky. This has happened two weeks. Well, in a shut row. up and get on with it then. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Because it means I can report on this less. Uh, so Harley Benton uh, have released a like a third revision of the Fusion series. So it's the Fusion Three third run, and actually, I think they may have cracked it this time. I think they may have absolutely smashed it out of the park. Um, so. Previous versions have seen like a kind of Guthrie Govan signature aesthetic, like the Charvel Guthrie Govan aesthetic. Um, it's they've seen like kind of flame, like flamey bursty tops and stuff like that to to kind of go with the sir ish aesthetic. 
the, this one, I think they've really nailed it. So they've got, um, they've got basically they've got a few new um, finishes out. They've got uh, dark pink gloss, ice blue gloss. No one cares about those two. This is where we're talking. So we've got shell pink, um, shell pink satin, and we've got Daphne blue satin, and they are coming in with HSS setups. Okay. Oh my gosh, these are so Charvel, so so pro mod. It is it is delicious. Um, I I have been lusting after uh, pro mod charvels for some time and yeah. have never quite never just quite an, got enough uh, courage to pull the trigger on one however um like these so they're spectate to to the absolute hilt as well the pickups are the uh, from roswell but they are alnico 5 pickups each and every one of them are alnico 5s um They've got the Wilkinson um, trem systems, which I think they use on the Charvels as well. Um, they've got staggered locking tuners. They've got 24 stainless steel frets on a roasted maple neck with a Can roasted I maple. Pull board. two of the frets out and make it a real guitar. I mean, you could do. Uh, you could just like tape tape over them, like just some electrical tape, so that you can't use them. Yeah, but you uh, might accidentally get some form of like muted note from that. If you just pull them out, then you, I mean, you, you fixed it. Do, do what you must, man. Do what you must. Um, but like twenty-four frets for those who uh, who aren't afraid to love. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, it comes with a tusk nut as well, like um, a graph tech tusk tusk nut. Um, and the the body is nieto. I assume like a kind of mahogany variant or, or some description. These, uh, they're also doing a, a run of HH versions with a hard tail. They come in the uh, the two gloss colours, the, um, what was it? Uh, ice ice blue gloss and dark pink gloss. No one cares about that. We're, we're just, we're focusing on these Charvel imposters with the hss it they look so good so so good uh and they are coming in at 399 euros both the the dual h and the hss as well um so they did it they did it boys they did it did they though? they did they did it nah. i mean it, they they pretty much look exact exact replicas of the Charvels and I've been lost enough to the Charvels so they did it yeah the um it's a Harley Benton though so firstly you'll you're get a it Harley Benton <laughs> so basically when you get one you you'll have to go and like you have to pray and hope that it's going to be set up well I, I even contacted Harley Benton about buying one of their seven strings and I said to him look you send it over um, I will review it I'll pay for it and everything but I will review it so if I'm going to do that could you make sure that it's set up well sorry mate we can't promise that <laughs> yeah I mean they've got, like, they've got a pretty robust returns policy um, you don't want to have no, to no, return no, no, it no, though come on um, you, you might want to buy a guitar thinking oh is it going to be any good and the amount of people I, I've seen on the like Harley Benton forums and these sort of things who are saying, yeah, you get Harley Benton, you just take it to your tech straight away. Don't even unpack it, just take the box to your tech. Um, 
so you know you've got the added money on the fat and the inconvenience of having to do that yeah um is this is half the price of the Charvel. half half of yeah. the price like but if they can't even less. be bothered to um you know to actually do that then you've yeah ugh, i don't know what else is going to be going on in there like what are the electrics like and these this that and the other you know this is fender we're talking about when we're buying the uh, charvel so you know there's a certain level of quality there also we've got the same thing going on with this as we do with the epiphone it doesn't say charvel on the headstock it says harley benton and you see that and you think oh that looks nice so Char- charvel oh no that's a cheap copy oh don't worry I, and, yeah but like yeah. 800 quid and 400 quid are very different amounts when you're looking at that kind of thing like i would be happy to spend 400 quid on three pedals but i wouldn't in one month spend 800 quid on six pedals like it's like the opportunity cost of 400 quid is a lot different to the opportunity cost of 800 quid so you, like you're happy to like accept that you've got probably a 60 or 70 percent loss if you come to sell one of those whereas you'd have a 30 percent loss for the for the Charvel. Yeah, I'd still want a tool that works and a tool that does it really well. Um, I, I, you're probably going to end up... Huh? Because I'll show you a tool that works. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. I, I, um, I expect you're probably going to end up swapping the pick out, pickups out as well. This is another fe- bit of feedback I see a lot written on the Harley Benton thing is, oh yeah, I've changed the pickups out of this, I've changed the pickups out of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, they're, they're functional, they're not they're not fantastic but they're functional if you you want a cheap guitar to um, when these become second hand and people are sending them off for 50 quid go and grab one Um, there's there's one um, in in my current um, like my local area that's that's going one of the um, the fusion ones I think the ones that look like um, the Guthrie version and that's that's uh, currently up for like 270 so I don't think you're ever going to be getting them that that ridiculously low. Oh no, I was being facetious. Yeah, I was just I was just drilling in my point. I don't. It, I, the best thing about this is the Wilkinson trim, and on the version that I would get, which would be the HH, you don't even get that. I mean, so, why would you go for the HH? Why would you do it? Why are you doing this to me, Lee? I don't why? like mix. I don't like mixing. Oh, it looks like you can get a trim on the uh, on the HH. But, but, um, why would you want a HH Strat? Just play a Les Paul. Yeah, yeah. Because of the playability, the, the Charvels are, are much faster guitars, but you're not buying an Ibanez. Um, you know, it, it's an alternative to an Ibanez. That's what this is. So, yeah. I think that around the £800 mark where we were talking, where you've got that Les Paul that we were talking about earlier, there are mm-hmm. a lot of options that are actually really, really good. We kind of glossed over, such as like the Ibanez's, uh, the Charvels, the Jacksons, these sort of things. There's a lot there that's actually really, really good that you can also go for. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah. we were we were kind of looking like for like kind of classic single cut um, alternatives, whereas... As far as I'm aware, Ibanez aren't doing anything particularly classic and single cut around that price point. Uh, Jackson, I think, do the Monarch, which is again very modern uh, take on the the single cut shape. Well, if you want uh, something traditional, what what are BC Rich doing now? Uh, <laughs> not a clue, mate. 
Not probably probably put, putting um, offensive flags on dime bag guitars as per usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it ain't broke, that's Dean anyway, isn't it? That one. It's not busy. It's, it's all the fucking same. <laughs> it is Dean. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a shame as well. Dean, Dean, do like an absolutely beautiful V style guitar. I think the, uh, the mm. V seventy nine. Oh, it looks so good because like it's got the V body shape, and then the headstock's also a V. It's beautifully symmetrical. I love it. Um, however, what well, headstock's the same size as the body. Yeah, exactly the same size. No, but it, it's, <laughs> that, that, that would be great. Does that make it right and left-handed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> just makes it handed. Yeah. So I've been looking at um, left-handed guitars this week, actually, because why? I'm trying to teach my daughter how to play guitar, and I've just re- remembered she's left-handed. <laughs> I've just remembered she's left-handed. So right, okay, um, that makes a bit more sense. I thought you were like looking at a left-handed guitar for yourself, and I'm like, yeah. but, but Lee, all of your other guitars are right-handed guitars. It's yeah, going to be right- really difficult to learn to play re-learn. left-handed now. Yeah, it's right-handed playing is not working out for me. I think I'm just going to start again. Yeah, Twenty years later. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, your best option is just kind of coercing her into playing it right-handed because the I, options I that you get for being a left-hand player are so, so diminished in comparison to the right-handed players. Yeah, um, do you know what? I, I tried and um, she, she really struggled to learn and then tried it left-handed and um, just with the fingerings on the acoustic guitar and she was like, picked it up really quickly I'm like it's just gonna be better to teach her left uh, just let her get on with left handed full show and I reckon that's probably a, a good place to end the podcast for this week we've we've gone over the hour mark you've got your money's worth uh, <laughs> speaking of money's worth Patreon backers hey you guys are the, the guys who are bringing us bring, just just making all of this happen so thank you thank you thank you patreon backers for as little as two dollars a month you can be one of them too you can be one of these cool kids so we've got mr andrew bimson we've got mr adam yeomans mr doug christ of 37 effects of masters of the cinematic universe podcast and of the just surprise me podcast we have got mr huge erection we yes we do especially after seeing that picture of ollie's nips uh we have got <laughs> mr ben fletcher of fletcher pickups and mr bright <laughs> what <laughs> i mean if it floats your boat it floats your boat um and mr brian gower of the tone jerks podcast and occasionally the just surprise me podcast and the second button podcast that's coming out soon you're uh, right cool yes are you, are, are you okay <laughs> indeed it's it's the quizzical tone uh if you want to catch me online it's budget pedal chat you find me at instagram facebook and youtube youtube is the home of the no talk call tone series and occasionally i feature on pedal boards of doom youtube channel which lee will now talk to you about for around 30 seconds Hi, so I'm Lee, and I, I, I run 
about to do and I'm uh, on YouTube and I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram and uh, oh come <laughs> interesting I mean unfortunate wife uh, and Matt you, you could be found at heel underscore Matt Q at yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. There we go. And that will be our podcast for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip. From Lee. And from Mr. I just got into the drum solo then. And from Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Good night. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I'll be designed. Bye. It's a face What do you call a chicken staring at a lettuce? I don't know what. Chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. That's actually quite good for you. <laughs>